So the most effective way to get these folks um, enabled is to really understand where they're coming from and doing your best to supplement not only where there may be deficiencies and where your software can serve, but also the industry they're trying to get into, really helping them fill those gaps. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSP Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Do partner programs work? Have you ever wondered why large organizations such as Dell, Cisco, and Microsoft have partner programs? What are the goals for these large original equipment manufacturer and SaaS-based companies, and why should partners care about these programs? Today, we have Samuel Valmay Jr., the Global Program Partner Director and Experience Director with AvPoint, joining us today on the Twitch Talking Up podcast. Sam is responsible for creating the best and most exceptional partner experience for organizations working with AvPoint. He oversees the global partner program management, operations, economics, and evolution which means the partner program will never be stale. It will always be fresh, always be evolving, making sure that partners have all the tools they need to be able to drive more revenue and take care of their clients. This includes focusing on clear lines for partner communication, engaging their satisfaction with the program, aligning program incentives, because we all want to get paid, with priorities about the partner network and AvPoint's total yearly goal. AvPoint is a five-time winner of the Microsoft Partner of the Year Award. By the way, my company, App Meetup, was a finalist for two categories for Supplier of the Year, uh, Microsoft Supplier of the Year Award as well. But we're not five-time like AppPoint. That is quite amazing. Great job, Sam, and the, the work that you guys are doing at AppPoint. Now, AppPoint offers the full suite of SaaS solutions to migrate, to manage, and to protect your data in the Microsoft 365 environment. And they have over 9 million cloud users globally, distributed over 100 cloud marketplaces. This is fantastic. This is fabulous. Sam, we're so excited to have you on the Twins Talking Up podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much. I got to, I mean, I think that's one of the first things uh, you realize about what it is that y'all do is when you talk about public speaking and introductions, you all put those guys over to WWE to shame. That was, it was quite a quite the intro i gotta you gotta sit up a little bit more puff out your chest a little bit to make sure you live up to that expectation and hopefully i can do it <laughs> sam this is david and i'm so glad that you're joining us today this is going to be an exciting time speaking about your organization your work and really giving our audience some key leadership principles that they can walk away with sam let me ask you this in terms of SaaS companies software as a service what are some of the benefits of SaaS companies and having a partner program, and do they really work? Perhaps you could touch on how AppPoint is similar or different than some of the other programs out there. Yeah, so the initial conversion 
to a SaaS or subscription-based model is something that large organizations like Microsoft, AWS, this idea of having a consumption-based model made that transition to in the late 2010s, 2012s. And really what that caused is many of the OEM or, uh, or ISV independent software vendors like us to also follow suit. Because what we realized is now, as opposed to having these long perpetual contracts and it's kind of making money on the back with maintenance, you now have the ability to recognize revenue annually every single year. So it's more consistent revenue. And it's also a benefit to your customers because now as opposed to having a perpetual product that you buy once, you also have the ability to, if it's not giving your business value anymore in the next year, cancel your contract. So it's actually a win on both sides of the house because it forces organizations to be perpetually increasing the value of their software or you're not going to have that customer renew. So if you want to have an organization creating this type of software where every single year we want to have improvements, you also want to make sure that the end customers fully understand and are adopting that software as, a, as, as efficiently as possible and as deeply as possible. We call it in the industry making it as sticky as possible. So at point, what we're trying to do is really get our partner ecosystem the ability to have those deep conversations that as a software vendor, we might just not be equipped to have. But these partners across our entire global network do have the time to sit down and really understand the business requirements. And that's what our partner program really has to identify. How do we best enhance those conversations with our partners' customers and ensure the full value of software solutions understood? In addition to that, making sure that any of those partners need from a go-to-market enablement perspective, um, additional assets and resources in our portal, really making sure that those are available and up to date. And what separates us is really our ability to get into different communities. That's how you and I also met, right? So the relationship with the Black Channel Partner Alliance, also with things like IAMCP. Um, really, that's where we focus a lot with our uh, brands and our community engagement. And then it's also our global presence, right? We're across five different continents as well. That's what's really allowed us to have a global impact. This is Danny. And Sam, thanks very much for breaking that down. And I love the fact that your organization partners with the communities. These are the communities that really drive the conversation, as you said, with their clients. And it's so important to make sure that we educate these partners so that they can have a better quality conversation with their clients and not be weird. Because sometimes technical people, they don't necessarily have the best personal skills and they can come across weird. And what I love about what you guys are doing is just really teaching them how to have that conversation. So this leads me to this next question. How important is training? And why is that so important for the partners in order to scale the organizations to have the proper training with AvPoint? Yeah, and this is something that talking with these different communities, you really begin to understand what is the scope of training that you need to be having. An ISV, our intent is to always sell as much of our software as possible. So the knee-jerk reaction is to create as much training collateral as possible about why your technology is good. All the bells, whistles, the function of why it's great, right? A partner actually needs more than that, especially when you look at, for instance, managed service providers and how they sell to their businesses. Weird is a way to, way to use it. Let's go ahead and say the average uh, business owner who might manage an ISV, they come from maybe a technical background, they're not as business savvy. We'll, so we'll go with that phrase, right? So it's helping them not only with why your technology is great, but also it's helping even with sometimes, how do you pursue business in this lane? Do you actually have an M365 practice today and helping them understand the total view of what that looks like and then where we fit in? 
So the most effective way to get these folks um, enabled is to really understand where they're coming from, from an education perspective and a business perspective, and doing your best to supplement not only where there may be deficiencies and where your software can serve, but also the industry they're trying to get into, really helping them fill those gaps as well. And that's what we're trying to focus on with our entire end-to-end -end enablement strategy. We'll be right back after this short break. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. This is Danny again. I think that's fantastic. I love how you pointed out the specific industry in the vertical. That's so important. Many times we have to realize that when we meet with clients, they love the fact that we understand them because we understand their lingo. We understand what's happening in their industry. We understand the trends. And to be able to work with a partner like Avpoint to be able to specialize in that particular area to have a greater conversation allows that partner to come across as a subject matter expert and as a true valuable consultant, not just a pushy salesperson, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I love how you broke that down because my past life, I ran a VAR. I ran an MSP. And I'm so grateful that we were able to run it for nine years and a very successful practice. But one of the things we do today at App Meetup is that we train partners to have a great authentic conversation with the clients. And I love how you guys are doing that. You guys have your own, uh, what we call YouTube video series where you guys just have conversations, just partner conversations and teaching them how to have a real authentic conversation with their clients and then breaking it all down. So I love that. I love the outreach that you guys are doing. I love the partnerships you're having with communities. But let me ask you this quick question because we all want to know this. What types of incentives at Avpoint are available to the partners to continue to encourage them to, to invest more in marketing, to continue to encourage them to go bring out more opportunities back to Avpoint to bring in more deals? What type of incentives are available today for Avpoint partners? Yeah, I think this is actually a great question because it started off with the intent we have behind creating our new program. We call it, we, we, we start with the intent of what does a next generation partner program look like? And once again, 
you know, stand on the shoulders of giants. Look at the way Microsoft has has kind of put together their program to kind of kind of in, incite the behavior they're looking for from their partners. And what you'll notice is that the partner margins that you're going to get for a resale are shrinking year over year constantly, right? To the point now where it's it's negligible, if we're being honest, because what they realize is, is that they do not want their partner base to really be making as much money on the resale because, remember, that goes back to the very first question. It's a SaaS-based model. They need to develop deep services so that whatever it is that they sell is renewed next year. And if for lack of better words, everyone's fat and happy from the initial sale, well, then you're not going to have much, much incentive to actually develop the services to ensure that it's being renewed. So for AppPoint, how do we interpret that? Well, we're not Microsoft, right? People need to make a little bit of money up front. So obviously we have a, comp a, a competitive initial discounts, right? So they can have a healthy margin up front. But really what we're investing more in is everything that you look at from a from a marketing perspective that we try to release is always how do you actually make more services revenue with AvPoint? So we try to release as much training content and material on how to actually drive your uh, bottom line services with your partners. And then in addition to that, all the assets that we generate, we provide, for example, sample SOW templates with how you can actually go out and bring this to your partners or bring this to your customers. Inside of our tools, we have free risk assessment reports, as an example, that you can, for no cost to you, begin selling essentially to your uh, customers so that they can begin seeing, hey, where are these gaps we have in our collaboration security platform? So really, that's what we're trying to drive more and more to. So much so that as an ISV who really did a lot of direct business in the past, we did have a services arm. We're actually trying to transition that from servicing most of our customers to now actually training our partners. So we released this year a, a program called the Certified App and Professional Services or CAPS. So what that is, is it allows partners who are nominated to actually come in and get training from our experts. That way they can hit the ground running with services they're trying to offer to their customers. So these are all the things and incentives we're trying to uh, bring to market. In addition, we of course have your tried and true things, right? We offer rebates in addition to your discounts. We have an MDF program as well for digital storage you're trying to tell with AvPoints. And we also of course do co-marketing as well at our different partner tiers. So really trying to really focus on that services piece, but still offering what you would expect from traditional partner programs. Sam, this is David, and I'm glad that you are going into more depth about the advantages that your partners are going to have working with you. And I appreciate the training you're going into. Do we talk about the incentives that you're offering? You and I have gotten to know each other a little bit because of what I'm doing as the executive director of the Black Channel Partner Alliance, or BCPA. It's actually an organization that my twin brother and a few others started. And in that, we talk about the advantages of our partner community and how they can work with AppPoint. And you've not only given licenses or migrations licenses up to 1,000 users for our partners, you give them access to these marketing development funds that you mentioned earlier. And it's just incredible that you develop this boot camp just for our partners. Now, mm -hmm. for our listeners that are out there, Sam is willing to work with your organization to, to really develop a program that's going to work with training your leaders. And in this program, Sam developed, it's called the Certification Boot Camp. And what I love about this boot camp that he helped to really carve and create for our partners, it's given them the ability to learn how to diversify their offerings, how to position what Sam and his team are providing to their clients. And it's, it's amazing. So Sam, can you 
maybe talk a little bit more about the certification bootcamp training and mentorship program that you started with BCPA, what some of the goals have been and what you're finding now in more and more of these programs you're creating and how they're benefiting these communities. Yeah, so training enablement's kind of near and dear to my heart. My background is actually in solution engineering. So I was the technical guy that the salesperson would bring in to really figure out what are the, what we would call technical things we have to get closure on prior to a sale. At the end of the day, I'm the expert in our software. I'm training the customer. I'm training the end users, right? To figure out how we best fit. So to me, that's one of the best ways that you can actually make an impact in someone's business is to win the hearts and minds of the technical teams, right? So from an enablement perspective, that's something that I always try to drive with our global organization, right? Who are the tech folks that need to understand what it is that we do? So when we got uh, connected with the BCPA, there was really the question of how do we make an impact? And we call a spade a spade. As an ISV, it's kind of difficult sometimes to invest in certain tiers of partners in different segments because you just cannot spend time one-on-one -on -one training everyone. It's just not scalable when you have massive numbers to hit. So what we're trying to introduce is more of these many-to-one type training opportunities. We've sort of done something like this in the past, but it was never anything formal. Now with my seat as our director, it's trying to figure out how do we take this little project that we've done in the past and really scale that out. So we ha I had this idea of, all right, the BCPA, we know we have ourselves an audience. Earlier this year, we just released our certification programs. Let's go ahead and create a really simple story with our top three channel-focused solutions. And let's not just take the partners through the certifications where you get the technical knowledge. Because if that was the case, you could just take the certifications and get the technical knowledge. Instead, our certification bootcamp is actually more focused on once you've taken the certification, how do you then create services around this, right? So once again, the conversations we have when we do those live sessions, it's really, hey, now that you know how this technology works, here's how you can begin positioning it for your customers. Here's the parts of the interface during a project you should really focus on. The first session I did kind of did myself because I have a technical background. I'm now introducing our pre-sales engineering team. I'm having them take over some of those segments so they can get exposure into how we talk to this one-to-many dynamic. And my goal is, is that by 2023, I actually expand this globally. So I have a boot camp running once a quarter in North America, in the EMEA region, as well as the Asia Pacific region as well, to really encourage this one-to-many uh, relationships. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna start with the same kind of groups like BCPA. Who are these affinity groups that historically based on our team, we might not be able to teach one-on-one -on -one to make our knowledge and training equitable across all these different partner lines. Sam, this is Danny. I really appreciate you bringing that up. One, first of all, uh, boot camp just reminds me of when I was in the military. And uh, <laughs> a little more fun than that. <laughs> I, I tell you, boot camp was tough uh, because at the end of the day, you build this great sense of family and brotherhood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know that your, your boot camp that you're putting together, it's really all about enabling the partners to be able to add more value. And I love how you also said to be able to create a services offering. And one of the things that we really try to help our partners understand is, Selling hardware 
there's low mar little to no margin. So in software, the margins can get reduced every single year. Mm -hmm. You're going to make the most value. You're going to stand out when you're specialized, vertic verticalized, productized, and you make mm -hmm. it into a monthly recurring revenue service offering. So the mm -hmm. fact that you're helping partners understand that, you're giving them another revenue stream into the organization that's going to ultimately give them more revenue to create enough cash flow to continue to hire more people, to create better internal programs, to continue to keep growing. I love the fact that you guys are doing that. I want to talk about some something else because it goes back to another thing that you're doing with your leadership because you've been with AppPoint for quite some time and one of the things that you have uh it led an initiative is called the black AppPoint excellence now i don't know if is that is that called bay b-a-e it's called bay okay. yeah. so bay supports AppPoint's committed commitment to promoting diversity and inclusion which I love, as well as employees' professional development. So it's, it has twofold approach. It, it, it includes and commits and promotes DEI, but it also helps employees internally to develop and to grow. Because maybe one day some people want to be a director like you or even a VP one day, but yet they don't have enough examples that look like them that they can imitate. And so another great thing I love that uh, AppPoint is doing and that you're doing is that you partner with a local DC nonprofit called Bite Back. Mm -hmm. So Bay, which you guys are doing, hosts sessions to assist students with exploring and transitioning in technology, which is amazing because sometimes we don't know where our pipeline is going to come from for technology companies in the future. They don't know where they're going to find the next engineers or the next sales engineers, the systems engineers, the next technical people. But you guys are creating a program to create a pipeline. And one of the great things I love about it is it's from one of the universities that Dave and I love a lot, which is called Howard University. That's where we graduated from with our first, our first uh, degree. And so you hosted this, you also hosted the executive speaker series to continue the discussion around diversity within AppPoint and the tech space. Sam, you're doing a lot and you've, you've seen the evolution of your company grow and take off because you've been there for a long time. What are some of the other things that you see happening with the growth at AppPoint with these with these additional programs and then what are other other goals that you want to achieve by leading these great initiatives yeah from a dei perspective that's something that has been a part of our story as a company for many years it's something that we are investing more and more into and i really gotta you know give a shout out to now our chief operating officer Stuart robertson um he really came from a background where that was key and important to any organization um, and Dux Raymond Sai from our organization who operates as our chief brand officer, he kind of started this, it must have been back in 2014, 2015, right? Doing certain uh, mission trips, um, really not in a religious sense and more of like for technology missions, right? Bringing technology to places that might not have had uh, overseas. Um, and really with Stu coming in, he wanted us to not only do things at a corporate level, but also figure out how do our internal employees really have an opportunity to see people that look like them and have these bridges uh, be connected. So um, Bay was actually started around the summer of 2020. There was obviously a bit of a, a you know, uplift in activity during some of the events that summer. And I kind of raised my hand and said, I think we can do more. And one of the questions that I asked myself during that time is, you know, you know, what is my superpower, right? I'm not a political in individual. I'm not I don't necessarily have the largest social media platform or anything, but what I do have is I have this organization I've been with that has many resources. And when I raised my hand and said, hey, we want to create the Black AppPoint Excellence um, ERG Employee Resource Group, the organization enthusiastically was like, yes. 
Yes, and also, by the way, here's a budget, right? That you can go ahead and make some moves with. So that has really allowed us to do some of the activities that you had mentioned. We also do our annual Juneteenth activity where we in the DC area have everyone come together from many of our different offices. And it's not just a, a barbecue. We also take some time to reflect and remember the purpose of activities like that. Um, so as an organization, we're doing more of these activities, right? We're, of course, the professional development, as you mentioned with Howard, we had one of our first interns. She converted to a full-time employee, which you're extremely proud of as well. Um, so we're continuing our internship. We had our second one this summer, but the organization has more than just Black Eye Point Excellence as well. We have Q&A, which is Queries and Allies. We have WITS, which is Women in Technology. So we are continuing to invest in these organizations because it is important to our story, especially from those that have uh, backgrounds that might have not had access to this level of, of access to this industry really in the past. But then also we may have not been targeted with things like our with things like recruit campaigns either. If you don't go to a job fair and see all the available tech options, you're just not going to know they existed. My first introduction to that was a career day that I got to do when I was a junior, I believe. It was actually, and I'll give them a shout out, F1 Computer Solutions in Warrington, Virginia. I didn't know it then, but they were actually an MSP. And I got to go into the server room and kind of see them setting up the laptops, computers. And that's what sparked my interest in technology. So fast forward, they're actually one of our partners. Now they just actually signed up with us this summer. So we've actually come full circle, but it's continuing to do activities like that. So now in the UK, we actually have our first opportunity. We're having two students. It's actually this week. They're sitting in the AppPoint offices for the entire week and allowing them to see what the capabilities are for our uh, for somebody that looks like them in technology. So we're continuing to do these activities and we couldn't be more excited to really affect more and more lives because you can't change the world, but you can change someone's life. Sam, this is David and I love that. And I want to kind of go a little deeper because what you shared can't be understated. There are so many organizations, as you know, from a couple of years ago, what happened in our country, the events that have come to light, and we don't want this to be some kind of passing hot topic or mm -hmm. something we should just touch on. No, we want to see lasting change. And so what I've heard and what I've seen, Sam, is, by the way, love that you're able to give props and lift up other leaders within your organization. So many times we hear leaders like, I did this, I did this. No, but it takes incredible humility to do that, but it also takes incredible courage. And I appreciate you saying, we can do more. And so it took you coming to the table and say, look, how do we make this happen? What can we do with our resources? What can we do to go beyond this just being some topic? We've checked some mark. We're now hiring more diverse candidates. We're now addressing more of these diverse topics in our organization. You, you, you've gone beyond that. You've even created a cultural calendar where you're able to highlight and celebrate different cultures, different events throughout the year. I mean, you put together this incredible Juneteenth video that talks about your commitment as an organization to not just make it something that you address once a year, but something that you're committed to throughout the year. So I want to ask you, Sam, about your leadership and what it took for you to really bring these guys together and say, we gonna, we're going to form a new team. We're going to form a new direction to further make the emphasis of what AppPoint's all about. Talk about how that came together and really why it's revolutionized, not just AppPoint, but some of these other companies that are out there. Yeah, it's it's a really, you know, it's too, y'all seen Hamilton, the musical? Okay, yeah. well. My I, daughter I, loves it, yes. As everyone should have, but there's a certain line that um, that's said by, uh, by Lin-Manuel Miranda and that, 
you know, he says essentially something to the effect of like, I want to create something that outlives me, right? The idea of like a legacy. And I think that when you're starting out these types of organizations, the hardest thing is to, the momentum of the summer of 2020 was heavy, right? Everyone was on board. But then yes, it's how do you continue to create that cadence? Eventually, you know, I might move on to a different organization or there's going to be a next generation that comes up. We want to build something that has enough momentum perpetually that we can actually hand it off to the next generation. So what I found is that ownership and a idea of, hey, this part of our initiative is on your shoulders. You are now accountable for making it happen. That's actually the way that we got a larger team behind this to continue to actually push forward initiatives. So as an example, with Bay, we've established a bit of an organizational structure. So I operate as the president, I have a vice president, and then we have someone that's in charge of our social meetings, someone that does community outreach, right? And we have someone that does uh, more of our activities for um, professional development, like make, making those professional network connections. So now, as opposed to it just being me running this group, which is a call once a week, I have five or six other individuals who all have KPIs and responsibilities for things they have to do. Now, it's some, it's, it's still part-time, right? You know, this is voluntary. So they only got a couple things to do per quarter. But at least now when somebody leaves the organization, because I've actually documented what those KPIs are and expectations, I can pull somebody in to actually fulfill that same role. And because we've now had a couple years to do this, I can now show examples of what does it look like what does a good job look like in this particular role? So that's really how you build something that is long lasting. It's you make sure you got to write down what the expectations are and you have to give people something to own to really make them feel like they're contributing. And then for the people that just kind of want to come by and listen in and kind of have more of the social aspect, we do our monthly social events. It's not just a happy hour. Um, we actually did like a little Pictionary game last time. We always try to do something fun that's virtual. That way folks that just want to kind of listen in um, have something else they can do as well and uh, be a part of the story. So it's really making sure people have that ownership. This is Danny. By the way, the next time you guys have your community event and you're going to have some food in the D.C. area, <laughs> you got to let me know so I yeah. can get there. I miss I, I miss uh, having some uh, wings and a special sauce. That, there's no sauce anywhere else in the country but in dc Mumbo that sauce. special sauce Mumbo yes sauce. <laughs> i was going to audience come back and guess what it is or give us comments say dan what sauce are you talking about uh but yes the next time you guys are having that event we are definitely going to have to be there so i love yeah. it what really inspired me is that you said sam that you had this career day you went to a msp you looked at a server form. You were looking to see what's going on. That got you really intrigued and sparked your interest in IT. But then later on in life, as you're working at AppPoint, that same MSP became a partner. I love that. And I want to encourage all of our listeners out there, listen, it's, this is not just for you. It is for the next generation. So please, if you work at a great organization, if you are the leader in your organization, make sure you have a career day because you may have a young man or woman walk in there with big eyes and something about that career there is gonna inspire them to become the best employee you have ever had. And not only that, it will inspire them to go on to leadership roles and give back to the community like Sam is doing today with his team, giving right back to the community. So Sam, I'm gonna say, I thought that was a fantastic story. I wanna encourage all of our listeners out there, hey, you don't have to be a leader. 
You could be anybody within an organization. Step up and ask your company to put on a career day to get a pipeline of great, awesome talent to come through. So it is, that is fantastic to hear. I want to ask this real quick question. Share some thoughts with the audience because I think we want to get a little bit more insights. How can other software vendors imitate AvPoint or how can they do a better job mm. enabling communities of IT professionals to be more successful? And I ask that because AvPoint has done a great job with your leadership, with Ducks and everyone that you've talked about and helping BCPA, the Black Channel Partner Alliance, helping the IMC, IMCP, International Associated Microsoft Channel Partners. You guys do a lot of work in the communities, enabling and helping the IT professionals. How can other software vendors do the same thing? Uh, they have to make it a priority. <laughs> That's as simple as it is. And somebody has to, somebody has to take the time to care and realize that Sometimes your ROI with these kind of groups and organizations is not always going to be direct revenue the next quarter. There needs to be an initiative that it's important to engage these communities because of not only the potential upside, right, revenue impact, maybe, um, but also just the social impact that you have and the networking opportunity that you have resources for. You will see some type of return. Um, it's not always going to be something that you would measure the same way you do an opportunity. So that's the biggest thing I would say. It's it's make it somebody's responsibility that cares enough. And our my my three things happens to make this connection with the BCPA possible. So if folks want to understand, like, why do we make this decision? The first thing is that uh, number one, like I lead Black Appoint Excellence. Number two, I happen to have an engineering background. Number three, I'm responsible for our partner experience. So those three things made me uniquely able to say, you know what, BCPA is coming and saying, we're looking for someone to invest in us. I now have a reason to do it. I'm in the, I'm in the channel organization. I have a special affinity for this group, right? Because of the BCPA. In addition to that, I felt it was that important. Now, what's also important is, is that you don't just do these, these kind of activities once. I had to also think about going back to legacy. How do I make something that's gonna outlive me? Which is why I want this other engineering team to come in and learn how to do this. That way, eventually, I don't have to be the one hosting or leading these groups moving forward. So now we can have something that moves internationally, hopefully. So it really takes that first person caring enough to want to put the time and effort into it, but then also putting together that plan on how do we make this more than just a one-time hit so it's something we can do on a regular basis? We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E, WICZ.com. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a spectacular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite 
put their experience to work for you. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Sam, this is David, and I love that. And I appreciate the charge that you've given our listeners and to the other technology firms that really have to look at their focus. You said it has to be a priority. They have to be intentional. It can't be just nice little cute project you do on the side and then you say, hey, we did something that maybe makes us feel better. No, you've got to make a shift. You've got to make a change and you've got to go after it. Appreciate you putting that out there as a challenge and a charge for all of the other companies that listen to our podcast and really understanding the difference that they have to make in their communities. I want to ask you something very interesting here, and and maybe this is more of a curiosity, because you face a lot of partners uh, coming at you, asking for more of this, more of that. Uh, Thank you for this. Thank you for that. But we need more insight. We need more training. We need more knowledge. We need more leads or opportunities. So you get all this pressure coming at you. Then you've got your own responsibilities at the at the office as well and continue to move the the Bay Initiative. What are you doing, Sam, personally to keep yourself motivated? What are you doing personally to keep yourself on the edge? Are, are there any podcasts that you're listening to besides this one? Are there any books that you're reading? What are you doing to keep Sam Valme personally on the edge to keep up with your ambitions and with your vision? Yeah, I think that. I feel like I'm one of the fortunate people that really does enjoy what it is that I do. Um, And I understand that from a professional setting, there's definitely this idea that like loving what you do is second. It's like, can you survive and support your family, right? That's what a lot of people end up having to make a decision on. So because I love, uh, you know, program design, uh, getting, going into frankly chaos and getting the consensus of the group and developing a strategy and actually having everyone kind of begin marching towards that same uh, cadence. That's really what I've done at this organization for the past, you know, going on 10 years, which is identifying different areas to help kind of stabilize and develop these programs. So that's really what keeps me motivated is the constant challenge of helping to align now international audiences and make sure everyone feels heard. And also, be empathetic to the differences between different cultures and different businesses and different verticals that we support to ensure that they truly are not heard, but we're also taking action on what it is that they're saying. So that's mostly what what I really try to focus on is making sure that I'm doing as much listening, uh, way more listening than I am talking. And then, you know, outside of that, you know, one thing we always talk about, we do have our own professional development internally. It's especially for our leaders, it's taking breaks and not necessarily, you know, three or four hours during the day, but maybe taking a mental health day just to kind of go play video games or whatever the case is, or make sure that whatever, once you get done with your vacation, your leave, make sure that you're already planning the next one, the next quarter, right? So I got to say from our leadership team, we take a massive pride in, for instance, things like our unlimited PTO policy, uh, not just having a policy like that for the heck of it, but also having our leadership team encouraged for instance, my team, you know, I make it almost mandatory that once a month, I, I expect to not see you for 48 hours, right? 
So I think that's what keeps you refreshed so you can become motivated to continue to bring your best at work. So really that's the biggest thing is loving what you do, but also taking those breaks to make sure you feel refreshed to knock it out of the park. This is Danny. And I love the fact that you said, I tell my team, I don't want to see you for 48 hours. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, I think that it's just a reminder that sometimes we work so hard that we forget to play. Mm -hmm. And we do need to recharge our batteries. It is very important. And one of the things I love about the partners that we have in Europe, because we recently, we expanded to EMEA last year. And uh, we're going to actually be expanding to APAC at the end of this year. So we're really excited about the expansion. But learning about the different countries and the different rules and different laws to really make sure employees take their time off, uh, that was eye-opening for me. And to be able to see the employee come back refreshed, excited. I'm so glad that you're actually telling your team to do the same thing. And that AppPoint has this culture that they've built to make sure that employees are doing that. So I think that's fantastic. I believe that's awesome. And one thing I want to tell people that's listening, look, you want to find out more about AppPoint, we're going to tell you. But if you want to go work for somebody, Sam is a great person to work for, and, and so is Ducks. So if you want to do the branding side, go talk to Ducks. If you want to do the partner side and the partner enablement, creating programs, making this chaos that's out there to make sense and help you drive services and revenues, Sam's the person you need to be working with as well. So I think that's fantastic. I want to ask this question, Sam, what's next for AvPoint? Because I, I see the evolution and I see that, as you said, that the market has been changing. The, the cloud has been changing. People have gone away from the perpetual license, buy it once you're done to a subscription-based license, which allows that software as a service vendor to continue to improve, to make it better, to, to refine it so partners can do a better job servicing their clients. But what other things is AppPoint doing are they changing a little bit more to kind of keep up with the trends of, of the industry or this, or doing something different with the sector? What's next or what's going to be coming down the road? Because I, I think our audience wants to know a little bit more about that. Yeah, that's, that's an excellent question. I've had the fortune to be here long enough to see things like a perpetual to subscription conversion, seeing our on-premise software to cloud SaaS-focused conversion. The big shift that we're making um, well, and in between that, right after that was the, uh, we went public. Um, I believe it was a year ago. Yeah, at this point. So there was that conversion, right? That's how we report, how we communicate our, even internally. So now the big thing is AppPoint's been around since 2001, mostly a direct focused sales organization. We're really good at it, I like to say. Um, but the question is really, how do you begin scaling and focusing more on this channel ecosystem? So really last year when we first launched our, our, our partner program, our global partner program, that was step number one. So we are still in our infancy. The fact we've been around for two decades, uh, frankly, from a growth perspective, we're just getting started because now that we're really focusing on partners and building this channel ecosystem out, that's where in the next two to three years, you're not going to recognize, well, you might still look at one at the, uh, on the outside, but internally, we're not going to recognize this organization because we're going to transition from a lot of these direct sales tactics to really making sure the SMB and mid-market categories that we have in the next, you know, ultimately within five years is virtually all channel focused. So the step number one is you got to create that global program. What we're working on right now is making sure that we're setting the correct classifications and criteria for these partner tiers 
And just like Microsoft, based on how our program is operating in our different regions, we want to incent the behaviors to allow our partners to take more of our business and actually begin making money with it. So a lot of that comes down to how we educate them, how we enable them, how we have go-to-market packages in our portal, how we make sure that our certifications are set up to enable them. And we're going to be investing a lot more on operationalizing this channel experience, as well as our marketing for channel audiences. So that's where we're really headed. That's where a lot of our planning is. And that's where a lot of the investments that we're making as an organization are going to be. So um, yeah, we're, we're just getting started on that journey. And it's going to be a fantastic one. That is fantastic. You've been with that point since 2013, and you're talking about this journey that you get to be a part of, and you've seen them grow. Maybe not since 2001, but you've been there for quite a long time. And now you talked about going global with your partner program, getting that uh, ramped up, and being a part of making sure that partners are happy. You talked about your title, right? The title has the experience in there. They want to make sure they have a good experience. So I know there's a lot of pressure on you guys to get it right. But it's exciting. It's exciting that you enjoy what you do, which means that at the end of the day, the partner can feel great that they know that you have their best interests in mind and that you want to make sure that they're happy, that they have a great user experience. So I, I think that's fantastic, Sam, and I really appreciate that. One of the things I want to make sure that uh, everyone knows before we close out uh, is that it's very important to take advantage of the resources that the vendor you're working with has. And Sam is uh, partnering with uh, Christian Buckley, both at AppPoint. They have this program they put together called P2P Now. If you want to learn about partnering, if you want to learn about some of the resources, if you want to learn even about how to market better, they have specialized sessions that you can attend that doesn't take much time out of your schedule to make sure that you can make your organization better. So I think that's fantastic. I want to encourage all of our audience members. Yes, you love our program, but go out there and listen to what Sam and Christian have to say, because I think they have some great content and some great material. So I really think that's fantastic. And I want to make sure that uh, MSPs know, if you want to learn more about AppPoint, you can go to appoint.com slash partners. You can also make sure you attend the communities, the International Associate Microsoft Channel Partners. AppPoint is a great sponsor for IMCP, but they're also a great sponsor for one of the nonprofits that I started called the Black Channel Partner Alliance. And I'm so grateful for that because they've created a program and they're teaching the partners how to create a services-based business. And not only that, when they graduate from this really extensive boot camp, and as Sam said, he's going to actually make sure this goes global. And in order to do that, he has to do what we call train the trainers within my organization to make sure other people can take that replicate it somewhere else and can be just as effective, run just as well, and the partner gets the same great experience. And so I want to encourage everybody out there, if you've got a passion for something, you want to go after something, first of all, go find Sam online. You can find him on LinkedIn. He does a lot of content. You can actually go on YouTube and find him on YouTube as well because they, they have a lot of videos that Samuel and uh, Chris, uh, Christian does. But then you can also listen to our podcast and find out more about reaching out to him as well. So Sam, on behalf of my identical twin brother, David Suke Brown and myself, we're grateful to have you join us. We're grateful to have you as our guest. We look forward to having you come back again in the future to talk about more of your leadership journey and break down the details you went through in order to become a global director that you're at AppPoint. So thank you very much for joining us today, Sam. Dave and I are very grateful to have you. Well, thank you all. You all post a uh, excellence show here and I'm excited that we had a chance to connect and I'll definitely come back. There's a lot, there's a whole other side that you listed out that's, yeah, that's a whole other hour segment by itself is how, how do you actually work your way up over the course of a decade? 
to uh, this kind of position because it's not all rainbows and sunshine, but it's definitely worth it at the end. So I'm more than happy to come back and speak with y'all. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSP Leadership and visit us online at dspleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.